In today's world, listeners are complex and multidimensional, and it's a little cumbersome to toggle back and forth from channel to channel trying to get your fix. We feel your podcast should be just as diverse as you. Welcome to Fred Talks, where the topics are as layered and multifaceted as you are, with a dash of inspiration and a little bit of an edge. Welcome to another episode of Fred Talks, a catalyst for crucial conversations for the culture. I'm your host, Fred B. And today, in the spirit of being a solutionary, which is a phrase meaning a person who focuses on solutions, and that's actually a mantra I've kind of passed down to my kids, by the way, uh, which says we focus on solutions. That's part of the Burns tribe uh, mandate, if you will. Uh, I want to talk about the cure or the solution to criticism, which if you are a sentient human being, unfortunately, uh, you fall prey to it. And when we're not even operating from our highest selves, sometimes we're operating out of our ego and out of our, out of our essence. We are even tempted to participate in unhealthy criticism. But we're going to get into all of that. First, you know what I got to do. I got to hit you with the ground rules and then we'll unpack it all. This probably doesn't need to be said. But of course, we're going to say it anyway. The views and opinions expressed on Fred Talks podcast are not to be misconstrued as professional advice, counsel, gospel, a personal attack, law, guarantees, a substitution for hard work, a one-size-fits-all formula for every scenario, or any type of promise. It's a podcast, y'all. Come on. You know you need to consult a credentialed professional before making a hasty or significant change with your life. Don't you? Don't you? Of course you do. Now, be encouraged by the show. Be entertained by the show. Be challenged to cross-examine some of your long-held beliefs. Note, the host and his guests have strong views held loosely. Being committed to lifelong learning means that their perspectives may change in light of your information. That's not contradiction. That's evolution. So please, don't come for us. Unless we send for you. Now that we have an understanding, let's get back to today's episode of Fred Talks. All right, as always, I got to give you the backstory. So today's episode is inspired by my own self-reflection as a husband and a father. You know, in a day uh, where our social media timelines have become more dismal, cancel culture uh, has become normalized and is even at a uh, fever pitch. And we've become so polarized that unless a member of our own echo chamber or click or tribe or whatever synonym you deem appropriate to insert here, unless one of those participants says something or does something, we don't acknowledge the merit of the thought or deed because they we don't see that person as an extension of us. Right. And instead of giving the uh, giving the warranted praise, the praise that is due, uh, unwarranted criticism seems to be the dominant tone throughout the ether. If you just scroll up and down your timeline, if you haven't really curated it with uh, a, a proper intention, you'll see that people people can get to talking reckless, you know, because they think they're just talking to avatars, not realizing there's a body on the other side of that laptop or that desktop. And, uh, you know, people haven't been held accountable for some of the reckless talk uh, that they have indulged in. But anyway, I digress. So having grown up as an only child and having been, uh, you know, a single adult for a minute, meaning that, you know, once I grew up, I didn't get married right away. <laughs> it took a minute for me to find the right one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's okay. Uh, but I, so that means it was just me on my solo dolo, just riding out here. And by default, then that means I looked to myself as the authority and the standard for my life. I mean, uh, aside from the elders, uh, 
I didn't really have to check in. I didn't really have to have pause. I was responsible for my decisions and I would deal with the aftermath of it and didn't really have to think broader than that. Didn't have to, didn't even really have contrast to my opinions, right? So my opinion is what, uh, is, is what went. So now that's not necessarily a bad thing. It may be a limiting thing, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, when other characters and other partners and other dependent dependents come into your story, come into your life, come into your and they come into play, uh, then what happens or at least what happened in my instance is I became hypercritical because my self-awareness was a little underdeveloped. You need those contrasting opinions. You need the juxtaposition of other thoughts and ideas to 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 compare with yours so you can so you can get a more a fuller uh, perspective on things. Right. And so when it's underdeveloped, what happens is if you're like me, you can fall into the narcissistic trap of thinking that different is synonymous with wrong or inferior. What I'm saying is you think because you've been doing it your own way for so long, anything other than your way. <laughs> You think that is wrong <laughs> just because it's different. Uh, and Lord, I can tell you all some stories about how that first year of marriage, <laughs> how, you know, what I mean, I had to unlearn some things. And so I'd venture to say that this is even truer in cases like mine, where there may have been some unconscious, false, masculine narratives and ideologies that you may have, again, subconsciously adopted. You didn't have anybody sit you down and school you on these erroneous thoughts, but you just picked it up because the culture by default kind of has these type of ideas floating around in the air. And unless you are aware of it and unless you're aware of the error of it, you'll just adopt it and assimilate and it will become a part of your your thought process. But thank God I had a, I had a real one. My wife, you know, we worked through it and uh, we, we and we have evolved. And we uh, at the time of this recording, we're 11 years in the game. But uh, shout out to her for just helping me to see some things um, in a more excellent way, in a healthier way, in a more sober way. So um, a lot of my sobriety, I attribute to uh, the marriage process and how family life shapes you. Anyway, I'm 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 being very tangential today. But nowadays, I, I try, I'm trying, I'm working on being a conscious parent, knowing that my leadership is not so much over my children as much it is as it is to my children and to my wife. My leadership is or should be primarily communicated through exemplification rather than explanation. That's the goal. I don't want to do so much talking. You know, uh, one of my OGs, they used to teach me that um, uh, Pastor Carter, he used to teach me that um, some things are better caught than taught. And that's true. You're going to pick up most things by osmosis just from being in my environment than me sitting down right now. Lectures, you're going to you, my, my kids, they're going to tune out after, you know, about three minutes of a lecture anyway. But they have no problem modeling the behavior that they see. They're going to mirror that. And um, just to keep it a buck, you know, between me, you and these speakers, I kind of despise the old paradigm. I kind of I vehemently despise unequivocally. <laughs> emphatically this despise uh, the old paradigm of uh, do as I say and not as I do. And I'm sure if you if you're rocking with me and you've been rocking with me for, for this long, we probably cut from the same cloth and you probably despise it, too. But too often we find ourselves, unfortunately, giving perfect advice, solicited or unsolicited to our children. And that behavior, unfortunately, extends to our peers, at least peers that will allow it. Some people don't, won't allow it. They'll call you on it, call you out on it. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You ain't walking this thing, right? How do you think you got credibility to talk to me about this? But 
if you got some some yes men in your, in your squad or you got some people that have not elevated at least to your level and they're or, or they haven't gotten close enough to see your flaws. That's a that's that's a major thing, too. Sometimes we don't let people get close enough to see the real us. They see the um, the highlight reel. They see the social media version of us and we have not allowed them proximity into our real life. So they don't know any better but to accept what sounds like perfect advice even though we haven't walked it out. So we're trying to give this perfect advice all the while, trying to control or lead someone else. And we have, not, we know, we know, if nobody else knows, we know, we have not demonstrated the self-control or the governance, governance in that same area where we're trying to help somebody else. So, you know me, I like to pull from ancient wisdom and there's a, ancient wisdom says that um, we ought to take the log out of our own eyes and then, uh, we can help our brother or sister, our partner, to take the speck out of their eye. Now, I'm absolutely nonplussed to, to observe how often ego and laziness will redirect our attention. And by the way, uh, parenthetically, let me just say, when I say our, I'm talking about me too. Um, I'm, I'm mostly talking about me. <laughs> uh, we'll redirect our attention and energy to someone else's fault usually in the same category as ours and read that as, as mine, uh, but likely to a lesser degree, meaning I might talk to them like it's more urgent because it's in their life when really I got a bigger fish to fry in my own life. And uh, <laughs> the same prescription I'm giving them, the same diagnosis, it really does apply to me. You know what I mean? Uh, and my hypothesis is that we do this because uh, confronting someone else is easier than confronting ourselves. And somehow, we act like even though we haven't mastered self-control, we're capable of controlling or helping someone else. And the prerequisite, according to this ancient axiom, is to help yourself, myself, ourselves first. So this axiom suggests that subconsciously, our visceral criticism that we lodge at someone else, it's really just a reflection or a projection of what we actually loathe in our own development. We interrupt this episode to express our gratitude for your listenership. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener, we want to deepen our connection. There are a few ways to do that. First, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And of course, chances are that if you like the show, your friends will too. So be sure to post, share, and repost on all of your social media outlets. Also, don't be shy. Connect with Fred B on Twitter using the handle at Fred Talks, spelled Fred T-A-L-X. After you've completed those two steps, visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash Fred Talks. Remember, Talks is spelled T-A-L-X. And check out the multitude of ways for you to support. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast version of Fred Talks, Imagine how electric a live Fred Talk session would be. Sure, recordings are great, but when it comes to value, there are some intangibles that require you to be in a live setting to get full impact. The goal is to begin online via the podcast and ultimately take the sessions offline to do the real work of providing solution-oriented motivational sessions to impact current and emerging leaders of all ages. To get more information about hosting a live Fred Talk session for your staff, students, members, send an inquiry to fredtalks 
at gmail.com to get the conversation started. That's all for now. Let's get you back. So to the, the wisdom of antiquity is telling me, take the log out of your own eye first, Fred. Get your life together first. First is the operative word here. First. It's not that I can never help someone else, but I have no business helping someone else if I have not helped myself. It's flat out out of order. So Fred, go through the entire process first, no shortcuts, and then you have the merit to properly advise someone on what to do because you have performed the same steps successfully. This way I become a tour guide and I'm able to mentor. I'm able to take other men. I'm able to take other people through the same uh, avenues that I've gone through versus just telling them to go someplace that I haven't uh, walked through some place or some process that I haven't walked through myself. Then and only then, because at that point I have performed the required steps and that makes me more effective in my delivery. Uh, because now I've wrestled with the same monster. I have empathy rather than judgment uh, and, and unhealthy criticism for the person that I'm trying to assist. To, to assist. So this is this, this is what I meant by be a lumberjack. It's about taking things out of our own, taking logs out of our own eye first. Uh, so this wasn't meant to beat up on anyone. I'm giving you guys a peek into an area uh, that where I'm tightening up myself. You know, it's cured. And as I've worked this process and as I've been more cognizant of it, it's helped to cure me and to deepen relationships with my children, my wife, my parents. And I mean, beyond, you know, all across uh, every relationship has been able to have rippling effects in every relationship. And this approach has produced. Here's what's really key. It's produced more empathy in me. And because I learned first how hard it is to change my own behavior. I mean, we think it's hard to change somebody else's behavior. You know, sometimes you can just scare someone else into changing their behavior. So you'll get behavior modification if you start waving laws and consequences around them. That won't be transformative, but you'll get the, you know, the intended result. You'll get a quick result, right? It may not be long lasting, but while it's in your presence, you'll get that result. But it's kind of hard to scare yourself. So you got to find some other type of motivation and you got to be even more disciplined um, than just afraid to see that own process, that, that process work thoroughly you know, in your own life. But this has helped me to become more forbearing with others who are trying their best to unlearn, to rewire and to solidify habits that are not self-destructive, but actually serving that, that serve them. And y'all, it has caused me to now be less opinionated or at least less vocally opinionated. I might have a thought, but I don't entertain it too much or I look at it through the lens of compassion and empathy because I'm so inundated with the amount of logs that are in my eyes and pairing my clarity sometimes that I just don't have enough time to address these trivial splinters that are in the eyes of other people. So I just want to encourage you guys to be gracious to yourself as you get those logs out of yourself. Don't don't get overly frustrated or overwhelmed. You will inevitably extend that same grace to others who are working on their stuff. But you got to get the logs out of your own eyes first. And Y'all know how this works, right? You can only love others to the degree that you love yourself and you can only help others with splinters if you have helped yourself with logs. If you've done the greater, you can do the lesser. A log is greater than a splinter, right? So if you could take a log out of your own eye, the person that can get it out of their own eye, then help with somebody else, that's light work. That's light work. So anything else though, if you don't follow it in that order, in that sequence, anything else will be vexation of spirit, and it's out of order. It's vexation of spirit to the person that on the receiving end. <laughs> they will get tired of hearing you, fam. 
<laughs> and that's going to be the kryptonite. That's going to be the bane of a healthy relationship because you're going to come off as just a critic and not somebody who's really trying to help and, and, and be a partner uh, or be a, a solutionary, be someone that's really offering a helping hand. As always, I appreciate you tuning in one more again with your guy while you're here. Just a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Fred Talks is available on every podcast platform. And hey, Run me those stars, fam. If you appreciate the show, say so. Log on to Apple iTunes and drop me a line about what you enjoy about the podcast. Leave that five-star review so the podcast becomes easier to find for others who are looking for something just like this. You probably don't think it's much support because it doesn't cost you much, but it absolutely means a lot to me that you would take a moment to do that for me. So thank you in advance. Hey, y'all have a great week. Tune in next week for another dope episode.